This is a special episode today due to the current unrest in the Middle East. Of course, support for Israel is one of CWA's seven core issues. And so we wanted to not ignore this and lean into what's happening and talk about it a little bit. Uh, my name is Annabelle Rutledge. I am the National Director of Young Women for America, but Israel and the conflict in the Middle East um, is a passion of mine. And so just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what is currently going on. This morning in America, we woke up to the news that 48 people, Palestinians in the Gaza Strip had been killed in the recent volley of rockets being fired into Israel and Israel's subsequent retaliation while only five people in Israel have died. And so there's a lot of propaganda that we're seeing in the mainstream media right now, why the disparity in deaths. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about a few things to note when we're looking at the current crisis that's happening. And the first thing that we need to realize is that Gaza fired first. A lot of the news headlines will say, you know, will lead with the rocket attacks that Israel has launched into Gaza without first looking at the root and the fact that Israel is only responding out of protection for their own citizens. So basically what happened was that there was a skirmish on the Temple Mount near the Al-Aqsa Mosque and some people were arrested, some Palestinians were arrested by the Israeli police and the current situation ensued, which was rocket fire from Gaza to Israel. Israel's rocket fire is only defensive. The second thing that we need to know about this and why it's such a big deal is because the current rocket fire that's being volleyed into Israel is different than it has been in many, many years. It's actually fairly normal, and this should not be the case, but it is sadly normal for rocket fire to head into the southern border of Israel. Cities like Starot, um experience that all the time. Kids that are raised in the southern region of Israel from a very young age know that they have eight seconds when they hear those sirens go off to get to a bomb shelter. And in that area of Israel, almost everything is a bomb shelter from the play structures at the playground to the bus stops to rooms inside grocery stores. Houses are even built with bomb shelters because it's just a way of life. It's extremely sad, but that is the reality. However, what's going on right now is something that I don't believe we've seen since 2014, I believe, which is that Hamas, which is, by the way, a terrorist organization in control of the Gaza Strip, is firing into Israel's largest cities. Think Tel Aviv where the embassies are, where their government is, as well as Jerusalem. And um, these these cities host the largest populations in Israel. Imagine if in the United States we had Canada firing on D.C., New York City, Chicago, while Mexico was firing on L.A. or San Diego or San Francisco. What would our government's response be? Well, I hope their response would be to protect American citizens because that's their obligation. So right now what's happening is, is really an act of war on behalf of Hamas and the Gaza Strip that they are launching rockets into Israel's most populated cities. And Israel has a right and an obligation, a duty to protect their citizens. The third thing that we're going to address here and finally is the disparity in deaths. So we have the 48 killed in Gaza 
and then the five in Israel. And I actually think that was when we woke up this morning. I know that a little boy in Israel was killed in Ashkelon. So I, I think there have been even more deaths, which is absolutely heartbreaking. And, and we need to be continuing to pray for, for everyone in this situation. But, but why the disparity in deaths? First of all, Israel is used to this conflict. They've lived in this conflict since the very beginning of time, and they have learned how to protect themselves. They have technology that um, citizens in the Gaza Strip are, are do not have and don't have the luxury of having, which is something called the Iron Dome. It is an advanced defense system that can find and neutralize the rockets in the air before they ever hit their intended target. So that is a, a huge benefit to the Israeli citizens that they have that technology. Um, secondly, the Israeli government protects their citizens from, you know, or prepares their citizens from the beginning of time, like we already talked about. The Israelis know how to live in this conflict. They are well equipped with many bomb shelters and, and more bomb shelters showing up all the time. In the last 24 hours, there have been nonprofits that have placed 12 more uh, bomb shelters. On the other side of this equation, you have Hamas, a terrorist organization controlling the Gaza Strip who uses their own citizens as human shields. They, they purposefully launch rockets near locations such as hospitals, schools, and highly populated neighborhoods. Because as devastating as this is, and as hard as it is for us to wrap our minds around, they hope that Israel will retaliate, will find where they're launching from and will strike back. And in that, they hope to see their own citizens killed. Why? Because they can spin the news headline. Israel just killed 12 people targeting a hospital. Israel just killed five kids targeting a school. When the reality is that Israel is just targeting where the rocket cell rockets are coming from, where the rocket cell is. The best thing, if, if people want an example of, of who Israel is, they actually warn Palestinians ahead of any rocket fire. Back in 2014, when there was a huge escalation in violence, they would actually drop leaflets into the Gaza Strip via uh, uh, helicopters, I believe, to let them know where and when they would be firing. Even today, there are calls made. They make sure to let the citizens know that there will be retaliation. This is where and this is when. Please seek cover. Because while the people in the Gaza Strip are not their citizens, so they're not their first obligation, as a protector of human rights in the Middle East, Israel wants to do everything in their power to protect the citizens in the Gaza Strip when their own government, the terrorist organization Hamas, is doing everything possible to to kill their own citizens and use them as human shields. So that's just a little bit of an overview. Obviously, there is so much history here, um, and we encourage you to really look past the mainstream media and dig into the historical context of this struggle. But those that's just a brief overview of what we're looking at today, why you're seeing the current headlines that you're seeing. Next, you guys will be hearing an interview between our president and CEO, Penny Nance, and Ryan Heffelbein, who is the executive director of the Standing for Freedom Center at Liberty University. And they're also going to look at this a bit and then further launch into some um, prayer points that we can be keeping in mind as we monitor this situation. 
From the nation's capital, this is Concerned Women Today with Penny Young Nance, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy organization for women in the nation. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Joining me today is Ryan Helfenbein from the Freedom Center at Liberty University. Welcome back, Ryan. It's so great to have you. You know, um, we'll get right into this. I am just devastated sitting in my office watching as rockets rain down on the nation of Israel. I know you've been there many times. I've been there many times. I have friends there. Uh, I used to serve on the board of uh, International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, and uh, my friend Yell Eckstein has been doing a lot of reporting, even just from her home, getting ready to run to a bomb shelter. Um, My understanding is this is the second time in history that they've had to actually close down Ben Garon Airport. Mm. You know, you and I both have been to the border of Gaza, and it's not completely odd for there to be rockets coming over from there, particularly during Ramadan. And we're in Ramadan right now, which is, um, you know, the Muslim holiday that uh, should should be peaceful in a in a perfect world would be peaceful. But often it's 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 dotted with incidents of violence uh, in Israel because of that. But this year's different. This year, we're hearing stories of, uh, you know, not stories, we're seeing the footage of rockets being shot over into Mm -hmm. central Israel. And uh, we're hearing of, you know, buses being hit and, um, you know, uh, riots that are breaking out. I I would Mm -hmm. love to just to hear your thoughts on that and just, you know, any, any insight that you can give us into what's happening in Israel and what you think will happen next. Well, I think, you know, one of the things we have to acknowledge is the radical difference. I mean, a total 180 difference from where we were just last fall uh, in terms of the Trump peace plan and what was happening under his administration leadership. And of course, with Jared Kushner uh, in normalizing relations with the United Arab Emirates and uh, where they were in, in, in basically go. Uh, deviating from what previously was was tirelessly worked on in previous administrations with two-state solution uh to where we are today uh the you know it's it all stems from leadership and biden has proven proven himself uh his administration uh, it's not really the president who is making these decisions as you know and i'm not going to gaslight your listeners any more than they have by mainstream media. Let's not pretend that Biden is really the one who's making all these decisions. It's his it's his radical administration and they have refunded the Palestinian Authority. Uh, They have put uh, they were going bankrupt uh, just at the end of last year. They poured money back into the UN relief programs and all of that. Uh, Not to mention he is not appointed uh, a uh, ambassador to Israel, and so that spot sits vacant. He's not uh, appointed a general consul to the Palestinian Authority, which in past we've had that as well. So those both sit ba- vacant. He's completely unprepared. Uh, as to the violence, uh, what we're seeing with Hamas in particular, there are several groups within the Palestinian Authority that are vying for control in the future of all of that. What they only the only thing they recognize, uh, and this is a whole reason why they rain down rockets, they recognize fear and power. That's it. And if you have any weakness, if you give them an inch, they're going to take it. 
So they have not seen any resolve from this administration that they are going to come in and defend Israel, and they're going to take that and milk it for all it's worth. And that's why you're seeing uh, a state of emergency in Lod. That's why you're seeing uh, buses on fire. And that's why you're seeing people being killed in the streets right now is because America, with our current leadership, is not willing to stand and defend yes. one of our oldest allies. Yes, the only other democracy in the Middle East. Um, I, I, let's talk about on a micro level what's happening, then we'll go to the bigger leadership issue, the ma more macro uh, level of concern. You know, uh, so apparently, I think what there, there's a number of reasons, and perhaps this was planned, but what the Palestinians point to is there was rioting going on at the Temple Mount. Rocks were being thrown and, and, and attacks were happening against Israeli soldiers. And then they'd run back inside the mosque and be like, you can't get us. And then they'd come back out and, you know, do whatever they did. And so right. eventually the, the Israeli police went in or the soldiers went in and got them. And they said, no, you desecrated the Temple Mount. Like, no, you desecrated the Temple Mount by mm. perpetrating violence from there. You desecrated mm. it. And then, of course, things blew up from there. But on a bigger level, we see this contrast from the peace that we have just enjoyed for the past four years and the Trump administration because we had strong foreign policy leadership with President Trump and with Mike Pompeo and others. That's right. I was there at the opening of our embassy, which, by the way, remember the whole story of how the the, the uh, Middle East was going to burn, you know, if how dare you? I know that for 22 years that presidents yep. have been promising to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, but every six months, every six months, including both Bushes, the president signed the waiver and didn't do it even though they promised mm. they would do it. And so President Trump was the guy that was finally had enough courage. And again, yeah. you mentioned Jared Kushner, who did a great job of working behind the scenes and getting ready for that and getting allies in the Middle East who were not Israel to recognize what was going to happen and why it was going to happen. And then it was very mm. peaceful. There was some, some skirmishes that you could be wouldn't be surprised about, but it was not this magnitude and certainly not what we're seeing right now. Okay. Yeah. I actually was so grateful to be invited and to be there for the opening of the embassy in Jerusalem. What an amazing moment. The Israelis were weeping and mm. celebrating in the streets because it matters. It is, it is a moment that they are able to point to and say, we have the, the recognition and the, elevation of the United States and recognizing that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It mm -hmm. is, it has always been and forever will be the capital of Israel. And so we had other countries that joined us in that. And I actually talked to President Bolsonaro of uh, Brazil about him actually yes. fulfilling his campaign promise when I was um, given the opportunity to talk to him. I never pass up an opportunity because why? That's right. <laughs> I'm going to be in the room. I'm going to make it count. Um, and so, um, so we, we got to see that happen. And we had a strong foreign policy in which leaders around the world, including China, recognized that our president said what he meant, meant what he said, and would defend America and her citizens 
in our country and abroad. That's right. It's a different world now. Totally. And I think in a way we owe Jimmy Carter an apology uh, because in the current leadership or the lack thereof, he's making Jimmy Carter look Reagan-esque. I mean, mm -hmm. really, it is a total failure to, to break down a communication. Uh, one of the things that Trump Trump understood more than anything is is human nature. Mm -hmm. Jared understood that when people spoke, whether the Palestinian Authority spoke about the two-state solution and when Israel spoke about the two-state solution, it was like Inigo Montoya said in The Princess Bride, you keep using that term. I do not think it means what you think it means. That's right. And that that recognition of that fact that some one side is telling the truth the other side is lying the other side uh uses uh their houses of worship as a place as a staging ground to perform terrorist acts uh in in guerrilla warfare and acts of insurrection where our other the other side is using house of worship as a house of worship children are not body shields for terrorists uh if you are jewish and so you know again this is something that I think we have to recognize what evil is, and the current administration is not doing that. And, and as you point out, what an amazing thing in 22 years, it took 22 years, and by the way, Republican administrations, Democratic, wouldn't be willing to do it. And, George and W. It, Bush didn't have the guts to do it. Didn't have the guts to do it, and how much of the evangelical Obviously, vote. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we're seeing elections do have consequences. Leadership really does matter, especially when it comes to foreign policy. This is not, you can't have a privatized solution to this, Penny. It's not like a corporation can step in there and say, let's figure this out. This is actually the job of the American president. To take care of it, right? You can't, you can't pay off the Palestinians enough to make them not hate the Jews. That's right. It's never yes, going to have, and in order, order for there to be a two-state solution, you have to recognize that the other side has a right to exist. Mm -hmm. Can't right. plot and specifically say you want to wipe them off the map, and they don't. You know they have no right to existence, and they must give up the land and you know go home, or even go back to pre nineteen sixty four. Well, it's not going to happen. No. So do you want to thrive or do you not and so i think that was really the bottom line why jared kushner was able to like recognizing human nature being what it is mm. recognizing you know the the specific challenges and i'm not saying israel has done everything perfectly they certainly have not no but you cannot suggest that jews who were murdered in every country in the world and have been chased out of every country in the world and which a horrific Holocaust was rained down against should right. not have their own country in which they're safe. That's right. So there's what, I don't know, 55 Muslim countries around the world. There's one Jewish state, one yeah. in the world, and it has a right to exist. And by the way, it's the only other democracy in the Middle East. It's our closest ally in the Middle East and the United States must protect her, must work alongside her. We have much to like and thank her for, including many technologies, cancer treatments, yeah, scans, you name it, in which the Israelis have come to the aid of the world. Yes. And so there's no moral equivalency here. That's it. Between what is happening to Israel right now as just 
unaimed rockets are being rained down on women and children and civilians and, uh, and everyone in Israel versus the fact that the Israelis answer that by phone calls and by knock bombs before they and very precise strategic answers to people who want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. And so anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little worked up, but I just watching this from the United States and hearing what the leftists are saying and about the Israeli people, I just think is atrocious. And as Christians, we recognize the covenant. We yeah. recognize we actually believe Genesis and we don't get everything perfectly, but we recognize that God sealed the Abrahamic covenant, gave the land to the Jews and they have a right to exist. And we need to defend that. Yeah, absolutely. You pointed out the moral equivalency. Uh, that's a huge problem here in the West. Leftist liberals love to employ that to obfuscate the real problem. Um, this is something that's been employed for decades. Uh, it is not fair in terms of how Israel has been evaluated morally and how the Palestinian Authority, which by the day is a rogue state and at night is a terrorist organization uh, that is constantly threatening Israel. Um, we have to stop playing that game. And when we see Congresswomen, Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar and others, they are constantly undermining the process. Our enemies uh, watch and they see, and they see how we react to them. Uh, you know, and have they been censored in Congress? No, they've made anti-Semitic statements again and again and again, even showing up at these uh, violent uh, protests, these rallies uh, that are by, backed by these pro-Palestinian groups that are a part of BDS. Um, you know, well, our enemies- at its root. I mean, that's really what it's about. It's that's it, that's exactly it. Use. It's That's not right. new. It's that kind of evil has been around for a very long time. And the social justice warriors somehow have this blind spot about that. That's they right. I don't get that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to go back to Jared Kushner because I, I just think he did such a great job. And Mike Pompeo and I got to witness behind the scenes some of this very elegant diplomacy by Mike, Mike Pompeo, Secretary Pompeo um, with the UAE. And um, this was a year prior and starting to work through to the Abraham, Abraham Accords. Yes. And I was, uh, you know, it was just amazing to watch that unfold and to get to be there. I was actually there the day it was signed with Bahrain and with the UAE, the foreign minister of the UAE and with Bibi Netanyahu and the United States. I, we, people were crying. It was an amazing moment. It was a very peaceful moment. I truly believe that if the president had been reelected that yeah. we're seeing that even go further, perhaps joining uh, with Saudi Arabia, joining it. Um, Egypt has already been working behind the scenes now for many years without making a lot of fanfare about it with Israel. I mean, there is an opportunity for peace, but not the way it's been doing being done now, not right. with a weak administration in which the Biden administration kowtows to the left and makes this fake moral equivalent equivalency argument and does not defend Israel. Do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And that's what the enemies are looking for. They're looking for us to give them an inch. And when we give them a mile, mm -hmm. uh, they know that they can rain down rockets at any time uh, with, without retribution, that's without any fear of reprisal. That's true. You know, I would like to end, end on this note, uh, Ryan. I, I just want to get this out today because I think I am. I think it's just really important because I think we're at a moment 
Um, and my friend Yell talked about how sort of the fear is this escalating further. And for the for Lebanon, who so you've got Hamas in Gaza and you've got Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon terrorists that have very guided missiles mm. and have more ability to hurt. Uh, and, and that's what we've seen over the years for Israel is always the pylon, right? When yeah, one country starts and then all the all their enemies get together and gang up on them. And God has, uh, you know, over and over again, God has protected them. And I believe he will. But we need to pray. Mm. I believe the church needs to pray for Israel. So I would like to just pray with you and yeah. uh, I'll open and feel close. And I would like people that are listening to join us where they are mm. just to pray for the nation of Israel, pray for those families, pray for the for our friends and um and just, you know, the Jewish people and the Palestinians mm -hmm. for God to 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 show up in that moment and to to recreate peace or peace for Israel. We're told to pray for peace for Israel, for Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So join me, if you will, at this moment. Awesome. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you as the Christian church, praying for peace for Jerusalem, praying for your people, recognizing and believing your word that you gave them, you gave them the land and they have a right to exist. God, I just pray for um, forgiveness for ways that as the church, we have not stepped forward in, in generations past and protected the Jewish people. But God, we're here now. And many of us recognize that we have a responsibility to join hands and to reinforce the US-Israel relationship. God, we love our own country. And, and we are faithful to it, but we can love Israel too. And as Christians, we can want um, your peace for Israel and for, for people to come to Christ within Israel. Lord, we don't back down from that. We believe that Jesus is the truth and, and the way to, to heaven, but we can love them and we want to be there for them and we want to relieve their suffering. So God, we just pray for your angel armies to come in and to stop those rockets and to calm down the, the anger and the fear and for peace to come over the land in a way that we have never seen it before. God, I pray for protection for the Israeli people. And I pray that through all of this, people will be drawn to you. Help us as believers to, to, administer, to minister to them and, and to administer help to them in the ways that are needed. Help us to, uh, to, to encourage those that are on the ground doing work, people like um, like the Inter International Fellowship of Christians and Jews that are doing bomb shelters and, and are meeting felt needs. Help us to support them and Samaritan's person and any of the others that are working alongside. God, I pray for special wisdom for Prime Minister Netanyahu and other leaders within the country, within the coalition government, that you will give them great wisdom and discernment. I pray for safety for the IDF to the young men and women that are on the ground there that are working to protect the borders of this tiny nation, the size of uh, New Jersey, that you will protect them and help them to, to through peaceful means, if possible, to, to stop this uh, conflict that is escalating. God, I pray that you will be present and that you will protect all of those, every mama's children in, in both 
sides of the conflict. God, I pray that you will reign supreme and we will see your hand in Jesus' name. God, you are our rock. You are our salvation. You are the king of glory. Lord, you are the prince of peace. Lord, I pray that the hostilities right now, the rocket fire, the terrorist acts that are being uh, right now waged against the citizens, uh, the Arabic and Jewish citizens there in Israel, there in the West Bank and, and elsewhere, they would desist right now. And Lord, I, I pray that that would stop. I pray that there would be a, a peace right now. Uh, Lord, I, I pray against the enemy that is Satan first, that is, is trying to have dominion in this situation, that is trying to use these forces, these terrorist groups and political organizations to just wreak havoc on people that are made in your image. Uh, they're made in the image of God, and they deserve, uh, they deserve life and dignity. Uh, and it doesn't matter what, uh, where they come from, what walk of life, whether they be Palestinian or Israeli, uh, they deserve that because they are made in your image. And so, Lord, I, I just pray as the promises of Scripture are fulfilled ultimately in Jesus Christ, I do pray for this state, this modern nation state that is Israel, uh, a, a democracy that is literally a miracle there in the in the Middle East, that you would give them peace, would give them prosperity. I pray that uh, people would rise up. If, if uh, I pray that our country would lead, but I pray others would lead the way as well in coming to her defense. Mm -hmm. Lord, uh, I pray that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ would be your church and would be your voice, a proclamation of the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ, would be willing to stand in the gap to send the aid, the critical aid that is necessary, and those uh, those people who can be on the ground, first responders, to give them help uh, as they sort all of this out in this situation, in this moment of crisis. And so, Lord, I just echo my sister's prayer, and I pray, Father, that uh, you right now would put all this together as only you can. And we pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I don't know that I mentioned this before, but there are Arab Christians in Israel. There's, mm. in fact, many religious minority groups in Israel. And so, um, you know, they're, they're suffering alongside because an unguided rocket doesn't know who it hits. It doesn't care. That's who right. So anyway, we need to pray for our Christian brothers and sisters that are living in Israel as well. So anyway, Ryan, it was great having you on as usual. Thank, Thank you, you so much for your time today. Thank you for your great work at the Freedom Center. And uh, we look forward to working with you more in the future. Penny, thank you for having me. Thank you for all you're doing at CWA and what your organization does for Israel. And uh, I really do appreciate you constantly making that a priority as many Americans need to be reminded of Israel's strategic uh, and even religious uh, importance in, in the region and for the world. Amen. All right, brother. See you, see you soon. Thank you again. God Thank bless you. you. And uh, we love Liberty University and Dr. Prevo, you are just doing a great job there. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening. Concerned Women Today is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, the nation's largest public policy women's organization. For more information, visit concernedwomen.org. That's concernedwomen.org.